a dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Heretics Christianizing the American dream. I said that, you, uh, that, that many LDS folks and I uh, love the same Jesus. Uh, I still believe that. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Been very few times I've ever heard God be disarticulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. I'm not asking you with me. I'm asking you to brush your hair. That's what God commanded Hey everybody, welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode 79. I am your host, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, aka The Evangelical Norm. So the False Teacher of the Week segment of the Master's Dog podcast came out of the old introduction video that I had quite some time ago, uh, which was two and a half minutes of a, a montage of pictures, videos of false teachers set to a really cool song called No Compromise by Result, used by permission. Thank you, Result. Um, and somebody came to me and said, you know what? There's a lot of guys in there, a lot of people in there. I don't know who all of them are. And some of them that I do know, I thought they were okay. Can you break it down and, you know, just explain what makes these people false teachers? So that's where this came from. I started doing once a week. And I started with Stephen Furtick because that's who she specifically had a question about. And then I systematically went through that introduction video and talked about every one of the false teachers that were in there. Um, I think I added one or two in the series that weren't actually in the video, but um, went through that. Once I finished that up, I took and revamped the intro video, made it shorter, uh, created a beat uh, for my, my own um, so there were no copyright issues or anything like that. And then... Uh, I made it a little more versatile. I can take and put video clips in and out of it and stuff like that. So it's a little better. Um, and continued on after I finished that initial one um, where, again, that was like 39 episodes. Now we're up to 79 episodes and uh, continuing on. And I, what I really like is suggestions from you guys. So um, I have a list of suggestions of people that I'm still looking into. Um, so, uh, send me your suggestions, uh, in the comments. Um, and while you're there, like sub subscribe, do all that stuff because that makes Mr. Um, I'll go rhythm. Where's my, this guy, remember this guy, algae rhythm from uh, space jam. I, I was calling him algae rhythm, algo rhythm before that movie, that movie. Uh, so no, I didn't steal it from them, but uh, helps the, the videos get out to more and more people. And it is really because of you guys who likes, uh, comment, just all that stuff, just interacting with the video makes it go, um, a little further. If you're new and you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button, hit the notification, get all the content, excuse me, that I release here on the evangelical norm channel. So whew, that was a lot. And, uh, I, I thought I got lost there for a minute. So this week, we are going to take a look at somebody who's actually been on a list, and I just keep bumping her and bumping her and bumping her. But Sarah Young um, is the 
person, the false teacher, author we are going to talk about this week. So uh, real quick, again, what I like to do is uh, take their own bio from their website or whatever. Let's see what they say about them and then you know, kind of examine that in the light of Orthodox Biblical Christianity. So, this is her bio from the JesusCalling.com page, because she is the, the author. She became very well known after writing the book, uh, Jesus Calling. So, Sarah Young's devotional writings are personal reflections from her daily quiet time of Bible reading, praying, and writing in prayer journals. With sales of more than 35 million books worldwide, Jesus Calling has appeared on all major bestseller lists. Sarah's writings include Jesus Calling... Jesus Always, Jesus Today, Jesus Lives, Dear Jesus, Jesus Calling for Little Ones, Jesus Calling Bible Storybook, Jesus Calling 365 Devotions for Kids, Jesus Always 365 Devotion for Kids, and Peace in His Presence. So yeah, lots of book that, books that this lady has written. Um, encouraging readers in their journey toward intimacy with Christ. Sarah and her husband were missionaries in Japan and Australia for many years. They currently live in the United States. Um, Jesus Calling was written to help people connect not only with Jesus, the living word, but also with the Bible, the only infallible and errant word of God. Sarah endeavors to keep her devotional writing consistent with that unchanging standard. Many readers have shared that uh, Sarah's books have helped them grow closer to grow to love God's word. As Sarah states in the introduction to Jesus Calling, the devotions are meant to be read slowly, preferably in a quiet place with your Bible open. Okay, so all of that sounds really good until we get into the, the, the core of it. Sarah is biblically conservative in her faith and reformed in her doctrine. Um, I don't know how reformed she can be when, uh, when we get to the reality of what Jesus Calling is. She earned a master's degree in biblical studies and counseling from Covenant Theological Seminary. She is a member of Presbyterian Church of America, PCA, where her husband, Stephen, is an ordained minister. Uh, Stephen and Sarah continue to be missionaries with the Missions to the World, the PCA Mission Board. So, um, there's that. There's all that uh, just kind of packed in. Again, at first glance, it all seems okay. But then what happens is you get to looking at what Jesus Calling is. And now, full disclosure, I've never read Jesus Calling. I have no desire to read Jesus Calling. I have the Bible. That is where God speaks to me. Um, I'm not a complete cessationist, so I'm not the guy that will say that there is no kind of revelation uh, today. But understanding that it's not something that happens all the time. We are not in constant conversation with Christ or with God or with, and, and I don't think we're in conversation per se with them. So uh, case in point, my testimony of being saved. I heard a voice in the backseat of my car on a, on a moment when I was suicidal thinking about taking my own life. And I heard a voice, a, an audible voice from the backseat of my car that literally made me turn my head and look nothing there uh essentially that said there's no pain you can feel for any reason that's greater than the pain he felt for you this this momentary comment that that saved me from taking my own life and led to my conversion and my repentance and faith in christ and on all this i mean 
my testimonies out there in different places. Maybe I'll throw a link to it in a couple of spots at the, in the description, a couple of places where you can find my testimony. So do I think that was God speaking to me? No, I don't think that was the audible voice of God, whether it be an angel, whether it be something audible spoke to me from my backseat and it stopped me. But here is the, this is the introduction. This is a, just a quote of the introduction from the introduction of Jesus calling of what Young said. Um, I decided to quote, I decided to listen with pen in hand, writing down whatever I heard um, in my mind. As J.I. Packer wrote in his book, Your Father Loves You, God guides our minds as we think things out in his presence. This is how this is how I was listening to him. By focusing on Jesus and his word while asking him to guide my thoughts, I was not listening for an audible voice. I was spending time seeking God's face. Psalm 27, 8. Quote, my journaling thus changed from monologue to dialogue. This new way of communicating with God became a high point of my day. Of course, I knew my writings were not inspired, as only scripture is, but they were helping me grow closer to God. This became a delightful way to encourage myself in the Lord. Unquote. So she's saying that the, 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 the scripture is inspired as in the only, the only thing that is inspired, but she's also saying that she's having this dialogue with Jesus. She's having this dialogue with God. And so essentially she's putting herself in the place of a prophet receiving revelation, which should, you know, at, at that point be scripture. If you're going to say that this is, is God speaking to me, then this should be essentially scripture. This is, this is the, again, these are the words of God coming to you. And if it's coming in a regular basis and so on. So the problem with this, and, and again, Randy Alcorn did a, a really great article on this, just basically saying you cannot attribute your own thoughts to being the words of Christ. Or the words of God. Okay. There's a lot of times there are thoughts that come through our head that are just ridiculous and make absolutely no sense. So, um, but we can try to attribute those to, to God or, or something in some sense. Right. Um, and this happened quite a bit when I was in a vineyard. We were just in the vineyard movement. We were just talking about this the other day where it was like, there was this constant encouragement to receive revelation. This is something that should be happening all the time. And that's not true. Not everybody is a, a prophet. And again, we look at the gifts that Paul talks about. You know, not everybody speaks in tongue, tongues. Not everybody prophesies. Not everybody is going to have visions and so on. But this is this movement's thing is that everybody should be having this. This is it's God is in constant conversation with us, dialogue with us. Um, and, and what that does is it leads away, no matter how many times she talks about the word and the word and being the infallible word and getting to the word, when you start letting your thoughts become what you consider to be the words of Christ or God speaking to you, then that begets to the point where you start to supersede the word. I mean, we've seen it in so many different weird movements throughout history you know the mormonism joseph smith supposedly heard from god islam uh an angel visiting muhammad in a cave and so on so these are the things that we need to be concerned about when we're allowing our thoughts to 
take the place of, of God's word. And it, again, there, there's so many things. Is it possible that God speaks to us? Yes. God can do whatever God wants to do, right? That's the thing. But we look at his word. We look at what it, has, it, it tells us and so on. Um, and it really should cause us to give pause anytime we are in a place where we're going, are these my thoughts or these God, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to, to word this, this right. I don't know that there's any time that God it, through scripture, just in somebody's thoughts, uh, spoke through them, right. Or, or gave them, I, I John, Paul, no one is giving us any account of saying, well, I thought these things and it was God speaking to me in my mind, right? I mean, they put down the words and we know that they're inspired and so on. But even not even Paul, as he's, as he's writing the letters, is he, does he ever give us an indication of the thoughts that were coming into my mind were from God and I was putting them down? God, yes, he inspired them. But this is not the the way that any of the prophets or apostles or any of those uh, who wrote scripture give us an indication that this is how God communicated to them. It was either verbally, it was audibly, it was through visions or whatever. But this is, this is just dangerous. This is extremely dangerous to go, okay, as I'm reading and this, and I'm just going to write down all the thoughts that I have. Because it, it, it can lead to a very dangerous place, very bad place, very bad theology. And to quote my friends over at Coltish, bad theology hurts people. And we can see that over and over and over again throughout history. So, I mean, would I, would I, I don't know, try to, to, to say heretical. I don't know that she's heretical. Because, again, I haven't read any of the stuff that's in the book. Maybe I should pick it up and take a look at it. But I have no real desire to. Um, so I don't know if there's anything heretical in, the, in any of her books. But this is bad teaching to, to go sit down and let your thoughts become the words of Christ. It's, it's just not good. And so that's what qualifies Sarah Young as our false teacher of the week. And I feel like I was a little distracted throughout that, that whole podcast, the last 15 minutes. Maybe I was, I'm phone ring, uh, just different stuff popped up. So sorry if I felt, if it felt a little distracted, but there we got to the end of it and we're good. So, um, again, thank you guys for, uh, taking the time out to watch, uh, listen on the audio. If, if you're listening in the audio podcast, um, again, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. Um, any suggestions, suggestions for false teachers, uh, the lists that I have are dwindling down. I mean, not that I'm ever going to run out of false teachers, but, uh, I would love to have your input. And again, I get a lot of people that are, especially the last couple of weeks, I've gotten Julie Roy's and John MacArthur. Uh, these are, you know, again, people on either side of the, of that, uh, conflict, I guess you could call it, um, each one, each of the other one is a false teacher. I don't think that either one of them are false teachers. If, if you want to suggest them, I will look into them and I'll let you know. Um, I'm actually going to do an episode in a couple of days uh, about what makes a false teacher or what doesn't make a false teacher. Because I have been getting a lot of um, 
you know, Bodie Balcom because somebody wrote some stuff about him and a quote that he did. I actually did the false teacher of the week on Christine Pack a few days ago. I do consider her to be a false teacher. Um, Bodie, I do not. So you, I get these and like people who are on opposite sides of conflicts, I get their people saying, oh, make them a false teacher. I will look into them. If I don't believe they're a false teacher, I will let you know why. So, but please send me your suggestions or anything else. Questions, comments, snide remarks. I'll take all that smoke in the comments. You can hit me up on Twitter at the Master's Dog, uh, Facebook, Norm Dunham, all those places where I'm at on social media. I'd love to interact with you. Uh, so thank you again. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.